the darkest hour. I'm your host, Amanda Jane. Have you ever been driving down a familiar road when suddenly things just aren't so familiar? Perhaps it's due to new construction or a wrong turn. But what if it was something more? Something you couldn't explain away, but something you were surely experiencing. What would you do in this situation? Or what would you do if you saw someone or something on that road with your own two eyes and suddenly it disappears in front of those same two eyes? I'm not sure what I would do, but I do know what the authors of tonight's stories did. So, let's get started, shall we? So I believe I saw a crawler on November 19th, 2021 in Utah. I remember this specifically because I was outside smoking in my car, waiting for the blood moon eclipse on the 19th of November at 2.02 a.m. It was 1.53 a.m. when I first started to look at the clock in my car. Then I saw something move in the rearview mirror, so I flipped around. And I saw this big creature, bigger than a dog or even a mountain lion. And keep in mind, I live on the mountain right up against it, and I've seen mountain lions before. This creature was big at the shoulders and a little smaller towards the back. I didn't see its face, but it was all white and it glowed under the moon. I've got two white dogs, and at first I thought it might have been them escaped from the yard. I wanted to call to it to see if it was them, but then I got a sinking feeling like dread or fear, and so I stayed quiet. I realized it was walking all messed up, and I tried to take a picture of it, but it was too far down the hill. And then at 157, I grabbed my shit and ran inside. I was in my room by 1.58, and I stayed there all night. There was scratching most of the night, and I've honestly never experienced anything like that. It scared me to death. I haven't been able to shake it out of my head since. My brain keeps trying to justify it as a mountain lion, but my eyes know what they saw. Has anyone had a similar experience? This story happened almost 30 years ago, and it still bothers me. For background's sake, I will say that I grew up in a military family my parents did not tolerate being late to any event. You know the saying, if you're on time, you're late. Well, that was my family. I've always been a stickler for time. To this day, I still set the clocks in my house and car a little fast. Anyway, 
Back when the story takes place, I was a young, single mom. We lived about 30 minutes from Washington, D.C. On a good day, my commute to work was 75 to 90 minutes. My daughter's daycare was a little over a mile from my house, so it took no more than two minutes to drive there. Because I'd been at work at 7.30 a.m. and the daycare opened at 6.30 a.m., I almost always left my house no later than 5.55 so that I could drop her off at 6 and be on the road. This one particular day was a normal day, a little cloudy. I got my daughter, who was two at the time, and sat her in her car seat. I started the car and looked at the clock as I always did and still do. As I said earlier, I set my clocks fast. This one was ten minutes fast. It said 6.05. I drove to the daycare, and when we got there, the clock said 6.15. I remember being shocked because, as I said earlier, we lived slightly over a mile from the daycare. The neighborhood we lived in was basically a horseshoe. We lived at one end of the shoe and the daycare was at the other. This was not a busy street at all. In fact, I usually didn't see other cars until I got to the daycare. There's no way it took ten minutes to get there. After I dropped my daughter off, I sat in my car, perplexed. I was freaked out that it took that long. There were no stores for me to stop at. There was no traffic. I know what time the clock said when I got in. When I picked her up at daycare, I timed how long it took us to get home. Just about a minute and a half. We moved from that neighborhood a couple of years later, but a couple of times I went back to test how long it would take me to get from my old house to the daycare, and it's always been no more than two minutes. I think about it a lot. Maybe I zoned out. Maybe I looked at the time wrong. But I don't think so. As I said, I was and I am a stickler about time. My daughter was too young to remember this, and I've never mentioned it to her. The people I do mention it to blow me off or downplay it. I know that we lost ten minutes. I don't remember anything about the car ride, except for putting her in her car seat, starting the car, looking at the time, and then looking at the time when we got to daycare. It's bothered me all these years, and I have no answers. So this all happened back when I was in first or second grade, so I may be a little fuzzy on the details. Back in my early days of grade school, I attended a Catholic private school, which lay beneath an old church. Now, from what I remember, this basement had originally been a funeral-type home or something. The newly renovated gym had been the place that they'd keep the coffins, I believe. That room always gave off a dark vibe, a vibe I also felt upstairs in a certain corner of the church. A lot of weird things happened in that gym. One of my friends cut her hand badly on some scissors. 
One of the teachers nearly fell off a ladder, which was perfectly stable. And then there's my story. One evening after class, I and two sisters were playing around entertaining ourselves. Their mother, the principal, was finishing up some paperwork, so we unfortunately had to wait. My father was in school and my stepmom at work. I started up a game of hide-and-seek, and the sisters agreed. The older one, we'll call her Sarah, she said that she'd count so her sister, Lily, could run and hide. Lily went into one of the classrooms while I ran towards the gym. At this time, most of the lights were off, except for the emergency ones, so it was pretty dark. Along the wall, on the left side, in front of the gym, were some stairs. I crouched down in the darkness there and waited. I was waiting for maybe three minutes when I felt a chill go down my spine. Instinctually, I looked over at the gym doors which were open outwards. On the glass door opposite me, I noticed the reflection of a girl, about my age, watching me. She was wearing a pinkish dress, a sundress perhaps, and her hair was tied up in two long pigtails that looked like my current hairstyle. This little girl looked very unfamiliar, and I remember feeling very confused, as I'd been told earlier to go play in the gym. Also, I'd like to say that my uniform consisted of a navy blue dress, a white undershirt, tights, and black shoes. Thus, my confusion towards her outfit. She waved at me and kind of gave me this weirdly happy smile. I waved back, still confused, and then I heard my friends calling. I went to meet them, and they seemed freaked spewing things like, I saw the devil, and, oh my god, something scary happened. I mentioned a little girl, which freaked them out even more, so we all ran back to the office to be near their mom. I'm still wondering as to who or what that was, because every time I think about it, a huge wave of fear washes over me. My sister was 26 at the time of this experience. It was a beautiful sunny day and she was going to visit her horses at the local stable in the mountains. The road to get there is windy and it goes for about 10 minutes with a cliff on one side and a ravine on the other. As she turned a blind corner, she saw a woman in a van driving in the correct lane and passing the lady in the minivan, entering my sister's lane head-on, was a man in a pink Corvette. My sister had mere seconds before the car hit her. It was a cliff on one side, so she didn't want to go over, and there was a mountain on the other side. She didn't want to kill the lady in the minivan, which she thought she would have if she turned into the mountainside. My sister was driving a Volvo and thought... Maybe she might live since they're very good in head-on accidents. 
So she slammed on her brakes and looked the guy in the eyes. And she closed her eyes just as his car was about to hit her. She said her whole life flashed before her eyes, but then she kept breathing, so she opened them. The man was gone. She screeched to a halt shortly thereafter, turned and saw the lady in the minivan had stopped. The woman had motioned and called out to her to drive back and meet at the turnout. When she turned her car around at the next turnabout, she was shaken badly, but she made it back over to the woman in the minivan. The woman had a small girl in the seat next to her. The woman driving said the guy in the Corvette had been tailgating her down the mountain the whole time. She'd pulled over several times to let him pass her, but each time he'd not passed. It's like he waited for my sister to pass illegally. The woman kept her eyes open, thinking she was going to have to report a fatality to the police. She said the guy just literally disappeared along with his car. The little girl in the car was very insistent, asking, Mommy, where did the strange man go? This happened a few days after my sister had asked God to prove his or her existence to her. I find the timing on that experience very interesting, and my sister is still faithful to this day. Also of interest, the mountain upon which this happened, Mount Umanum in San Jose, is known to all of the local Native American tribes as a sacred mountain. There have been numerous spiritual experiences there that people can't explain. Before I start this story, I would just like to say that this house was built in the 60s, and I'm not entirely sure that there's been any deaths near or in this house, but it still scares the shit out of me. Around 2016, me and my family moved into this house. It needed a lot of renovating, and also, just generally, it was old. To add on to the oldness of it all, the family graveyard of the neighborhood owners are about a block from us, and all of the streets are named after the now-deceased children, which is sweet, but also very creepy if you think about it. Now on to the main story. So about three or four months into this house, I was very sick, to the point where I was coughing, sneezing, and sometimes puking. It was the worst part of being there. But around the time where I started to get better, doors started to slam a lot, even when nobody was upstairs. My door, for example, was slamming a lot, and to the point where a crack was now in the middle of it, from the force of the door slamming. But it wasn't only mine. It was my brother and my sister's, and any other doors in the hallway where our rooms resided. At first, me and my family blamed it on our windows being constantly open. But I really doubt it. Looking back, it was around winter when this happened. Another thing to add to this is, 
I can now hear footsteps walking towards me in my brother's room. Not necessarily footsteps, but you can hear something moving forcefully. And then it sounds like something is opening up the door. And to add on to me thinking this, as I keep an EMF reader around, just in case, to see if it's actually true. EMF readers are still faulty, I do agree, but sometimes I get up to an EMF 3 just before it disappears. And lastly, I always feel like there's something sitting on my chair in my room while I sleep, to the point where I have to have something on my chair, and my chair facing a different direction. I've recently been paranoid of my chair. It usually faces a different direction than what I leave it in, but I guess it could be my imagination. Those are really all of my experiences. But yeah, my house is probably haunted. This happened to me years ago. Still seems like yesterday. I was driving with my girlfriend to her parents' house to celebrate her father's birthday. Mind you, the trip from where I live to her parents, it's a six-hour drive. We packed things up, gifts and some other small stuff, and were ready to go. The journey at the beginning was fine. Not much traffic, it was nice weather considering it was the start of spring. Then out of nowhere, I get a flat tire. Not a problem. I'm a handy guy and I replaced it, but it took a while and the evening was approaching. I was driving using Google Maps since the road I was going on is new to me. My girlfriend started napping and said to wake her up when we got near. And I said, okay. She'd been working long hours the day before. The Google Maps was showing the road through the woods. I had suspicion that maybe the map was not showing the right way, because from time to time, Google does that. Changes the direction out of nowhere. That kind of thing. When I reached the forest, I stumbled across a small parking lot. It was very old, and it seemed like nobody really used it. Patches of grass were uncut, and the road to the park was full of holes. And surprise, surprise, Google changed the direction. I stopped in the parking lot, and nobody was around. I turned off the engine and left the headlights on. I was checking my phone for new directions, and I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on around me. But just then, I see three men in front of my car, very close. They were approaching stealthy and they were coming towards my car. I turned on the engine, reversed the car, and was driving as fast as I could. As I was backing away, I saw a face of one of the men. It was creepy. No real emotion. No anger, even. But his eyes... His eyes said it all. He had evil intentions. My girlfriend woke up, and she started asking what I'm doing. I said to her, someone was chasing us. Apparently I screamed, 
and was shaking while driving, so she knew I wasn't messing around. I didn't care where. I wanted to escape the forest ASAP. I was looking over at my mirror every ten seconds. That was the creepiest thing that happened in my life, and I don't know who those men were. So I grew up in the woods, and I've got many stories about strange goings-on, but this one happened a few weeks ago. I just found this sub, and it seemed like a good place to share this. I had just left my mother's house and was driving back to mine, down a back road I've driven down many times before. I knew this road like the back of my hand. I could drive it with my eyes closed in reverse. No, I hadn't actually done that, but... As I was getting to the halfway point down this road, there was a thick fog, which is nothing new, as there's fog on this road all the time. However, I was driving slowly, and I started to take turns that I don't remember. There was a 90-degree right that should have been a left, followed by a wide left turn that felt like a full circle. Then I drove straight for about five minutes with no hills or drops, and that road has never had a flat section that long. There was then a left turn up a hill. As I was going up, all the hair stood up on my body. I almost turned around, but I decided to keep going because I don't know why. This is when I pulled my gun out of my glove box and I had it on my lap. When I looked back to the road, some dude was just crouched in the middle of the road. I slammed on my brakes, and he didn't even flinch. I figured that it was just some dude going frog hunting or some shit. A lot of people do that on this road. I honked my horn, and the guy stood up. He was massive, like at least seven and a half feet tall. Then as a mother and his arms were just too long. It looked like he didn't have any clothes on either. I laid on the horn again and clicked off the safety on my pistol, just in case. He turned his head what seemed like almost a full 180, and his eyes had that predator glow, like a wolf or a cat. I raised my gun and leaned out the window, telling him to get lost. He took a few steps towards me, and I know this is stupid, but I tried to pull the trigger, and my gun just didn't fire. Hammer clicked and no boom. I whipped the car around faster than I'd ever done before. I then just flew down the road at least 20 miles an hour over the speed limit. About 30 seconds after I turned around, I realized that I recognized all of the turns and hills. I was driving down the road like I'd never taken the first right. I went back during the day, and I still don't know where I took a wrong turn. There's no side streets down that road that are paved, and, and certainly no straightaway as long as the one I drove. I went to the range a day or two later. I put the same round in the chamber, and it fired no problem. I have no idea what happened. 
I also don't drive that way at night anymore. Please tell me that someone knows what I saw. None of my friends believe me, not even my mother. I know I'm not crazy. I know this happened. I'll give any extra details you need. Just please tell me what happened. This is really fucking with me. This is a story about my little sister's experience with the entity that haunted our Florida home. I myself have never experienced anything in that house, but I think you'll find her encounters very creepy. This all took place in Florida when I was 15 and Liz was 11. Liz shared a room with me and our youngest sister. She slept on the top bunk while I slept across the room in my own bed. I like to entertain my sisters by telling scary stories or reciting whole scripts to one of our favorite movies. Liz always had a habit of calling me out whenever I told a scary story. She didn't believe in ghosts, which makes this whole thing ten times weirder. The first incident was probably around July, as I remember it was pretty hot. I had been asleep maybe three hours when I was shaken awake by Liz. She asked why I was standing at her bed and staring at her. Having just woken up, I was confused. I no longer struggled with sleepwalking, so I had no idea why she would think I was staring at her all creepy-like. I got her back to bed and I sat with her until she fell back asleep. The second incident was maybe four weeks later. While eating breakfast, Liz asks Mom who the man in the hat was. Mom brushed her off, but I questioned her further. She told me late last night she woke up to find someone standing next to her bed, peering at her through the safety bars. She described the figure as a man wearing a fedora-type hat, and he was wearing all black. He was very shadowy and disappeared when Liz blinked. The third and most terrifying incident happened a few days after. I remember waking up after a particularly terrifying nightmare. I looked over to my sister's bed and I noticed Liz was sitting bolt upright, staring at me. I asked her what was wrong and she answered with fear apparent in her voice. The man in the hat was watching you sleep. That was the last and most terrifying incident I can remember. I don't believe he appeared again. We had our house blessed twice, so that may have deterred him. What do you think it was? I know that we don't have any dead relatives that wear hats, so I'm confused as to what the entity was. didn't know this was a thing, but was told to post this here. I saw this tall, pale, skinny, really big, dark-eyed, 
thing peeking out of my backyard fence, looking at me. My one half of me says that it's probably some crackhead looking to see what he can score in my backyard, and the other doesn't know what the fuck it is. I was throwing away something, and in my peripheral vision, it caught my eye. I thought to myself, it was a shadow, so I went and threw the garbage out, and on my way back, I straight on exchanged eye contact for a good minute. From where I was standing to the fence, brick wall about six foot five, it was about a good 100 feet away. I was standing in front of the backyard motion light, which was on, and it gave me a good look at the thing, but still kind of dark. I was sort of scared but angry because who would be looking over my yard at 9.40 p.m.? I'm tall myself, 6'2". Over the wall, there's nothing but a really large area to run around and big antenna towers. No house, just empty space. Anyway, if I go to the other side and try to look over... You either have to jump and hang on or put something under your feet to look over. But the way this thing was, like, hunched over, half of its eyes pitch black, somehow made the darkness around it not that dark. It's just looking over, and its damn pale, skinny hands just grappling onto the wall. Imagine if you were to try to hide behind something short, and you're hunched over, but you still want to look over. And that's how it felt. This happened for a good minute, just staring at each other. I'm not really a firm believer in weird shit, but I knew someone else had to look at it to see that I wasn't going crazy. I quickly walked inside, grabbed my pops, and said to look at the corner of the yard, because there's someone overlooking us. We both ran outside again, but it was gone. This all happened in about 15 seconds. So I quickly ran to the corner and pointed my iPhone flashlight to see if I could catch a glimpse of this thing. But it was gone. There's no trees or bushes where it could have hid since it's pretty much an open area where you can run and do outside activities, but it's a really large area. I'd figured between my phone's flashlight, the moonlight, which was shining a good amount, desert area, that I could catch it in time. But no. To this day, right hand on the Bible, I know what I saw. It was like I caught it stalking me or sizing me up. Just for me to feel sane, I'll just say that it was some junkie looking to see what he could score. But where I live... We don't have people like that. If anyone reads this, what are your thoughts? You think I'm just hallucinating or going crazy? This is my first time posting on here, so... Apologies if I ramble or don't explain myself well. I'm 18, my friend is 17, and this story takes place a few weekends ago when we were driving to a show about an hour and a half away from where we live, give or take. 
My friend had picked me up from my house, and the sky was clear, but it started raining heavily about 15-20 minutes into the drive. It got so heavy that my friend and I weren't talking to each other at all, and the music was turned way down so that he could focus on the road, which was practically invisible due to the rain. It was like this for another 10 or 15 minutes, but then the rain lightened up again. This pattern would continue throughout our whole drive, to the show and back. We drove for a while and were talking and laughing, now that he didn't have to focus so much on driving. Then, in front of us, about 30 feet, we saw a man walking on the left side of the road, along the grass strip that separates the lanes going in different directions. The man was older, maybe around 60, black, and wearing all white. Cliché, I know, but it is what it is. I went quiet. I saw this man just appear, out of thin air, in front of our car, basically. The view was clear and the road was straight, so he couldn't have crossed the road or been walking for a long time without one of us seeing him. I hadn't been looking at my phone or at my friend either, so I couldn't have just been distracted. He just came out of nowhere. It took a moment for my friend to notice him too. We zipped by this man and my friend yelled something like, Holy shit, where did that guy come from? We both were freaking out a little now, and I turned to look out the back window while my friend checked the rearview mirror. Neither of us could see the man at all. He vanished just as quickly as he appeared. My friend worriedly asked me if I saw the same thing as him, or if I'd seen the guy before and he just wasn't paying attention. I told him I hadn't, and I jokingly asked if he believed in ghosts now. I've always been a believer, and I've had a few other experiences before, but he's a huge skeptic about all of those sorts of things. He didn't answer me for a moment, but then he started laughing and said, Yeah, maybe I do. We moved on with the conversation after a few minutes. After the event, we both kept our eye out for the man. Of course, we didn't see him, but it was still a crazy experience. I rarely have paranormal experiences with someone else there to confirm that I'm not crazy. I still have no idea what happened exactly, but I'm wondering if anyone else has had any similar experiences while on the road. This happened in January of 2019. My stepdad had been in our family for 30 years before he was diagnosed with cancer. He never had any biological children, but he had me and my sister, and we couldn't have asked for a better stepdad or granddad to our children. I was with him when he was diagnosed and with him at all of his treatments. From the very beginning, there was no question of who would take care of him. It was going to be me. He and my mother were split up at the time, 
And it just seemed natural that I would be the one to do so because of how close we were. And honestly, I considered it an honor. Unfortunately, his prognosis was not very good, and they gave him less than a year to live. He barely made it to six months after his diagnosis. He was in a hospital the last six days of his life. He had a DNR, and as hard as it was, I didn't argue with him about it. Two days before he passed, he was in and out of consciousness and was barely able to talk. His last night, he was able to communicate that he really wanted me to go home and check on the dogs. This was just after three in the morning. I told him I would do that and that I would be right back. He gave me a smile and nodded. It took 20 minutes for me to get home, and 10 minutes after walking through the door, the hospital called and said that he had passed. I felt so guilty for leaving until I thought he knew there was already somebody with the dogs, but he insisted I go check on them. Perhaps he didn't want me there at the time. I don't know. I still don't know. Now, what I do know is that the morning after he passed, I had a missed call from his phone, which had been in my purse the whole time he was in the hospital. The call was made at 3.47 a.m., and the voicemail that he left said, Thank you for everything, sweetheart. I love you. That message was left in my stepdad's perfect loving voice, not the raspy, out-of-breath, strained voice he'd had moments before he died. Some people have said that it may have been an old message that I just received that morning, but either way, I thought it was amazing. Here's we've reached the end of tonight's episode. But don't miss a brand new episode every Friday night. And don't miss my other weekly uploads every Sunday and Wednesday. I want to thank those who shared their stories. And a big thanks to all of you for listening. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to The Darkest Hour, and tap the bell so you never miss a thing. I sure do appreciate all of it, and I can't thank you enough. A huge shout out to my patrons for their unwavering support. Misanthropia, Shane Q, Monica L, The Dark Cosmos, Zoe Watt, Shelley B, Donald C, Rat Girl, Alicia S, and Aaron G. If you want to support The Darkest Hour in other ways, consider joining my Patreon. Check out patreon.com slash thedarkesthour. You can keep up with me and all things Darkest Hour over on my Instagram at thedarkesthourYT and follow me on Twitter, AmandaJaneTDH. Do you have stories like these? I'd love to share them. Send them to me, Amanda, Darkest Hour, 
at gmail.com or on the Darkest Hour subreddit, The Darkest Hour YT. Stay spooky.